This podcast is part of the Trexphere Network. To find more Star Trek-related content, visit Trexphere.com. Do you always what am I doing right now? Play with your when you're <laughs> recording the podcast? Or stay just a special occasion? No, I do it all the time. Just nobody's ever staring at me. <laughs> I'm always you. in the room by myself. <laughs> okay, ready? I'm ready. As you know, this is the measure of an episode where it is our continuing mission to explore what makes Star Trek proper Star Trek, genuine Star Trek, and not just an episode of Stranger Things. More on that later. I'm Paul. I'm Jesse. And this week we watched Strange New Worlds, season one, episode nine, All Those Who Wander. Did you know that was the name? Of the- I knew it was the name because you stopped to write down what the name was, so you could mention it right now. We watched this episode together yesterday. So you were prompted by my behavior. I you would didn't- say I was more observant than prompted, that I observed you checking the name, so I paid attention because it was important to me to do well on this podcast. Oh, that's so nice of you. Did you observe what the blurb was? There was a blurb? The USS Enterprise crew comes face-to-face with their demons, and scary monsters, too, when their landing party is stranded on a barren planet with a ravenous enemy. Now, from what you saw on the show that we watched together in the same room, would you say that that is a good representation of what the episode we watched? Yeah, I mean, I think it's a little simplistic, but it's not inaccurate. And that all happened, I think. But This seems like a frivolous question, but it is something we talk about. You're going to have that feeling a lot. Okay. I feel like I may, I'm used to it in life. Oh, so smack. Did you want to introduce who I am to you? No. Like a stranger off the street? Yeah, you're just Jesse. I'm just Jesse. Jesse. Not Jessica, just Jesse. Just Jesse. <laughs> Perhaps observant people might be able to glean our relationship. relationship. And those who listen to the podcast will know exactly who you are. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you told them you have a sister named Jesse? <laughs> I have. <laughs> Okay, so we have to give people a little bit of context. Jesse, have you ever seen an episode of Star Trek before yesterday? I, I haven't seen an episode. I mean, I've, seen, I've seen the movies with Luke and Leia. Nice. <laughs> Solid. Have you seen any of the Star Trek movies? Remember I've, the one where they go back in time and they're with, they have to save whales? Is that with, like, Chewie and R2-D2? And this has been the measure of an episode. Thanks for joining <laughs> us. We'll be back next week. You never think I'm funny. <laughs> This is serious business. I was very, I was kept waiting for like Princess Leia to come out. I didn't under, I thought maybe there were so many episodes that she doesn't, just didn't make it to this episode. Did you really think that this was Star Wars? Yeah. Oh. Are they not the same? What's the difference? Let's take a step back. Mm-hmm. Let's all take a breath. <laughs> no, but you've seen the Star Trek, you've seen the Star Trek movies where. I've never seen the Kirk, movies. No. I've movie? heard the names. I've probably seen imagery. I think the, like the older version of the movie is of, of the TV shows where. Um, like I could tell in the show we watched yesterday that certain characters looked like the older version of those characters that I've seen from like popular imagery or perhaps walking past a show on, but I don't think I've ever sat down and watched a movie or a show of Star Trek before. Right. A few of the names were familiar to me from like pop culture, not right. from, not from actually pers- watching yeah, the show. So correct. you're familiar with the cultural impact that Star Trek has had. Uh, I mean, I think maybe that's pushing it. I feel like. If someone said Captain Kirk, I knew they would talk. They were talking about Star Trek, and like Spock and Live Long and Prosper. But I feel like beyond that, any sort of characterization of the impact um, or the relevancy of the show probably is over my head. Well, it's very interesting that we watched the episode that we watched together because all of those things came into play: the Live Long and Prosper, Spock, Kirk, 
Now, the Kirk that used... Did you notice that there was a character named Kirk? In yeah, the but he yeah. wasn't a captain yet. I think he just got promoted on no, this so episode. That's, so that's Captain Kirk, the one that you know that was played by William Shatner uh-huh. and also Chris Pine. Okay. That is his dad. Oh, that's interesting. I assumed that this was him in the younger. Right. The one with the, the, the mustache, mm-hmm. that is Kirk's dad. Okay. Yeah. Sam Kirk. Does this Kirk ever get promoted to be captain? I don't think so. This Kirk dies. Oh, that's sad. Well, we all die, but... Even the one, aliens? The aliens die? I guess that we saw one die, so I guess they all die. Well, but he died in a very specific way. Uh, a very dramatic way. A very familiar way, though, wouldn't you say? Yeah. I mean, not familiar to me, because nothing about this was familiar to me. <laughs> nothing about... Okay, so let's let's wait. So, Jesse, you were born... You were a child of the 80s. Correct. Yes? You are I, mean, I was born in the late 80s. Right. And you're turning this October. 29. Yeah. 29. Math works out. Great for that. <laughs> uh, so you're familiar with the show Stranger Things, right? Yes. Okay. That yeah. I feel like I have familiarity with. Right. And when you watch that show, you are familiar. Like there are certain scenarios or characters or milieus that feel familiar, right? Right. Because it's set in, in a time period that I'm familiar with. But they're also trying to invoke a lot of those different 80s yes early 90s kind of things right right so that interestingly enough is i feel like what they were trying to do with this episode because have you are you familiar with the movies the alien franchise those are the movies that are based off space balls right yes those are all based off space balls <laughs> i know space balls i think they made alien after space balls right. right so you're saying that they based the part where the alien the, the impregnated aliens come out of the alien the other alien that we were watching, that was taken from Spaceballs. Spaceballs, The right. end of Spaceballs. Right. Right. It's not we're, quite the end. Isn't there, like, some, at least, maybe not nudity, but some, like, scantily clad ladies after that scene? In Spaceballs? In Spaceballs? I could be wrong. I don't think there's any scantily clad ladies. Doesn't he, like, pull her clothes off at some point? I don't think so. Okay. Which Spaceballs? I feel like you're maybe watching a different Spaceballs. Spaceballs. <laughs> That's the Spaceballs with, like, three S's at the end. <laughs> With a Z at the yeah. end. Um, so I guess that alien also has the things come out of the belly. Right. Do those aliens also put on a top hat and can do a little dance? I think they cut away before oh. that. I think it's the same tune, though. Okay. I think that this particular Star Trek production doesn't want to pay for the licensing for that song. For that song. Right. Because Mel Brooks... But there's no context. That's what we're talking about in this episode. No. Well, there, the, the problem... No, with- I mean, us right now, like... We're talk- you and I know what happened. We just watched the episode, but right. we haven't talked about the fact that aliens come out of a belly. Right. Well, we're assuming that anyone listening to this has seen the episode. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So anybody who, I mean, I don't know who would want to listen to an episode, a deep dive into a particular episode who hasn't Well, I won't it. listen to all your episodes, but I don't watch them. That's true. You do listen to all of our episodes. Sometimes I have to catch you, like, snickering at night because you are re-listening to listening an episode. listening to my favorite out, parts. Right? Yeah. Right. Um, so, okay. Anyway, so alien, the, the alien aspect of this, the, the fact that the way that alien, that this particular alien, the Gorn procreates, procreates the way that they procreate is they implant their eggs into another being that gestates for a while. And then they explosively and violently exit the body in which they were Captive gestating. Or, right. Yeah. Did that feel familiar to you other than space balls? I mean, no, no, not other than Spaceballs and Alien. Okay, well, Alien. Yeah, that's what I'm, trying, that's what I'm getting yes. to. So I think that 
they were doing a Stranger Things in this particular episode because it was way too close for them to say, no, it's a coincidence. No, we didn't mean to invoke the Alien franchise, specifically Aliens, the second one by James Cameron, the director directed by James Cameron. It felt, I don't know, have you seen all of the Alien movies? I haven't, but let me ask you this. If the premise is that, Right, I think it's pertinent that these eggs were burrowed into bodies and escaped the like scanning technology to right. be detected. So the premise is that the eggs are inside of the bodies. Where else should the eggs come out of, if not the stomach? The vagina. I mean, can they show that on TV, though? But you've probably seen that scene in Alien yes. where it comes out of the person's chest. Right. And actually, in Spaceballs, they hired that same actor who... In the in that actor who the alien comes out of is in that scene. He's like, oh, oh, hell not again, or whatever he says. That's the same actor. Is it in Spaceballs where they say, water my ass, get this guy some Pepto-Bismol? Yeah, but he doesn't say that. But, I, but I'm just raising the point that you think that Star Trek episode nine of season one was purposely invoking aliens. Yes. I'm saying maybe with careful consideration, the only way to portray the eggs coming out is by coming out of the stomach because if they come out of a vagina that's not gonna do any damage to the host right that's that's actually how babies are born so you're not gonna die if aliens come out of you that way right so the explosive expulsion of the eggs from the like stomach or chest cavity to me i mean unless they come out the brain the head right like how else do you just like just set it up that the egg birth kills the host i think that there are probably a lot of creative ways they could have come up with that wasn't specifically that and they even looked like the they alien. did like the alien aliens <laughs> <laughs> i really thought they should have a top hat and a cane <laughs> but i i wonder so that's what makes me think because this show for the most part so far this is the first season of the show and they, they've been very creative with how they explore different technology different aliens uh, different mysteries, strange new things. So I feel like that this was intentional. This was not a ripoff. Mm. This was an homage. It's very strange that they would, because this is not a Star Trek thing to do, to homage. I mean, they homage in the sense that it is it is nested very well in the genre of science fiction, but never before would you have felt like, oh, this feels like they're saying something to me. And, it was... Interesting. Sorry, it was interesting also to me because I can't. I don't know what the name of the thing in, in Stranger Things was, but I think it was season two of Stranger Things. They have a little baby animal. Yeah. That Dustin. Oh yeah, the Demogorgon. The, but it's the baby Demogorgon, right. right? I think Dustin is caring for it. Yes. The hatchlings in Star Trek also looked like the Demogorgon. Baby. I guess when you make a baby alien, they all kind of look the same. I don't remember that. I mean, I remember the scenario. I don't remember what it looked like. It looked like a salamander a little bit, like a little scarier than a salamander, but it had that same, like, but I guess there's only a handful of ways for us to picture an alien. And when it's a baby alien, it it gets smaller. Like it's not like an amorphous, you can't make an amorphous blob on the TV. Yeah. Or at least not make it scary. They obviously wanted these these aliens to be very scary. And to scurry away, right? Because they burst out of the stomach and they scurry away. Right. And so they have to have like four legs to, to scurry away that no one can catch them. If they were wobbling around like a newborn calf, then everyone could catch them really quickly. Right. And they do set forth that these aliens are very aggressive and violent. I mean, you saw one of them, when they first come out of that weird, cool-looking alien, the, the, the one of them attacks the other one and kills it imme- immediately. Right. And then they scurry away. I and mean, that was the one difference was that multiple eggs are impregnated in the host. And that's where it diverged from Alien. So they set up the Gorn. 
earlier in the show, right. which you have not seen. Because, oh, they set up in the, earlier in the episode also. Right. So they set up that they're very terrible, a very terrible race of beings. And we finally got to see them. And I think that the way that they look as, well, I guess it was a juvenile Gorn. It wasn't an adult juvenile or an adult. It was a newborn. Gorn. It was a newborn. Well, I think that they grew up fast. But I think that the way that it looked is also reminiscent of how it looked in the original series, which is when Captain Kirk, William Shatner was in it. Um, that was a big guy in a rubber suit in in the sixties, but this was oh. obviously a very much more menacing. And there's a there's a famous. You may have seen it just peripherally. If I were to show it to you, you probably would recognize it. It's when Kirk is like battling this okay. what looks like a lizard, and that's what this is supposed to be. Oh, okay. And I think this was the first time that we have seen a modern representation of them in this light. So that was a big deal. I didn't really, I have not seen that episode. So I don't, I know what scene it's supposed to be talking about, but um, it was very interesting that this is how they chose to do it. So the next question I have for you, so we got, we cover the alien stuff. Right. We both agree that they are invoking aliens purposely. I guess you've convinced me. It's really hard for me to say for sure that I agree because having never seen another episode, it's hard to tell if the style is meant to be an homage or it's like, or they ripped off that idea and just are going with it. Or if it's just coincidence. So it's never this dark in Star Trek, especially like this. If it's dark, it's usually in kind of a mysterious okay. kind of way, suspenseful way. Not in this, we're being chased by a murderous alien oh, type of way. Like, and so the next thing that they invoked that must have been on purpose. Have you heard of the Predator? It sounds vaguely familiar. It's the big guy who looks like he has dreadlocks. Yeah. And he has, Who's the actress in it? I think there was an actress in it. It's the, so the most famous one is in the Arnold Schwarzenegger movie where he says, okay. get to the chopper. And okay. it's it's a yeah. famous yeah, 80s yeah. movie. That, and, okay. Yeah. So a, a few of the tenets of Predator is when you get the POV of the alien, it's sort of a, a different look. Like it almost looks like it's an infrared. And that's what they did in this episode, which they, they did the, epi- the the perspective of the Gorn. Gorn yeah. And it was like thermodynamic. Right. right. The Gorn was just could tell that there was heat coming off bodies that were running right. away. And there was when you heard the alien breathing, it had that kind of guttural repeating kind of I can't do it. But you know what I mean? Right. It, that is very alien or okay. uh, predator. predator as well. So it's very strange to me that they chose to invoke these two franchises. Obviously, it's the timing, the release timing of Aliens and Predator kind of in the same decade. Yeah, they were both 80s movies, okay. definitely in the science fiction horror. I mean, I'm sure everyone else is talking about this, too. But I felt the need to ask you about it as someone who is not necessarily a movies person. Right. Would you consider yourself a movies person? Mm-mm, probably not. Right. OK, so other than all of the stuff with the aliens and I, I can't even really begin to understand why they would choose to do this now. They have not done this ever before. This is, to me, seems like a first for Star Trek. And I can't think of, like, this is not even the season closer. There's one more episode. So I could see if it was a season closer type of thing where it's like, this is a big deal. A this is a big event. To do. Yeah. And they kill Hammer. Right. He was my favorite character. He sacrifices himself to save his friends. Yeah, he does. It did feel like they said, look, we can figure out a way. Uh, don't jump off the edge of the ship just yet. Let's. 
you know, we can keep you in stasis. We can do all these different things. I felt like there's all, I felt myself concocting different ways to fix it based on the legacy of Star Trek they've done before. And I felt like, I don't like it when they do that. Like they just like, he's done. They just write it in such a way. No, you, I'm going to go jump off. You can't stop me. I need to do this for everybody. And there's not a lot of creativity around why he has to do that. They just kind of say, no, I'm going to do it. We don't have enough time. And that's the end of it. Why not even try one scene where they try to save him, right? Like try to like cryo, put him in a cryo freezer for a few minutes to see if they can freeze out the eggs. Right. Or you put him in a force field. And if he, if it doesn't work, we just chop his head off. Right. Done. Right. It seems like I would take the risk. Well, you're going to die either way. Exactly. You're either going to die or get saved either way. You just put right. a force field. You know what a force field is? What's a force field, field is? is? What, what is a force field? Force field, it's a see-through wall that can, if you're behind the force field, you cannot escape it. No. Basically. But do you think that force field works on the hatchlings of yeah. the Gorn? So remember when the nurse chapel, when the aliens come out of the alien? Yeah. <laughs> the giant alien? Yeah. Um, she goes into like a room and she stands on the table. I don't know if you saw it, but there's a point where she hits a button and like a the the area surrounding the table kind of so flashes. Force like, field. Yeah, that's a force field. Okay. So nothing can penetrate those things. At least in that context, nothing can. Okay. Unless they write it that somebody needs to, and then they can. And then they can. Right. But in this case, it was not the case. No one can. So that did not have the effect on you, probably, that it had on everybody else when he died. Very strange for them to kill a main character off of a show this early. This not doesn't really happen. This but you said it's second to last episode of the first season, so you don't know. I mean, like maybe for them it wasn't that early. Like, well, it was almost the end of the season, and who knows what they thought was going to happen in the following season if they had a following season. Well, I'm pretty sure it's been. Let's let's assume that it's going to have a second season. But that aside, so to put this in context historically with Star Trek, there are typically in the vintage Star Trek which is original series through, I know this means nothing to you, Enterprise, which was made from like the 60s up until the late night, no, early 2000s. Is Spock, is that baby Spock? Yeah. And then he's older on the next version of the show. Right. Okay. Right. I'm not sure how old Leonard Nimoy is supposed to be. On he was pretty young in this show. He was. But uh, Vulcans live for hundreds of years. They're the ones that can split their fingers, right? Right. Only they can split their fingers. I'm doing it right now. I know. It's a big writing problem. That <laughs> um, <laughs> only Vulcans can do it, but yeah. like most of the population can also do it. Right. We would never have tried without them telling us no one could do it. Right. But I have a I have a big picture question about the the show and the premise and the everything. Okay. Okay. So on the show, in terms of who's on Enterprise, there's humans and there are aliens. Is the premise that they all just live in a galaxy and get along and everything's great? So there are aliens that are friends and aliens that are enemies. Okay. Obviously the Gorn are, are, bad. The, are, are bad. And so people just get recruited to be on the Starship Enterprise and go through cadet training and some are aliens and some are humans. Right. Yeah. It's and kind of like a universal, like you, the, the Federation is sort of the grand organization of all of these, of different planets and they, they band together, kind of like NATO, I guess. Okay. So who would they, in your scenario, in your analogy, who are the aliens? In, in your NATO analogy, who are the aliens? Who are the aliens? Well, there's many aliens. What do you mean, who's the aliens? Well, you just said it's like NATO. So if, if the Americans are the, are the humans. So all the other countries in NATO are the aliens. Oh. I guess we can be, like in, in the Federation, Earth is one of the members of the Federation. 
I was trying to get you to call another country about group of aliens. I, know. I was trying to see which country <laughs> you would pick. <laughs> Go with the obvious. Or... All of them. Okay, good answer. Did that answer your question? I guess so. Other than the technology that the that they use, or and do any of the aliens that are part of Enterprise have special powers? So the guy that died, he had telepathic powers. Oh. I don't know if you caught. There's a little bit of that. Okay. And Spock has a little bit, I think. It's kind of unclear how Vulcans can telepathically communicate. Sometimes they can touch you and they can do what's called a mind meld and they can kind of share your mind. But yeah, Vulcans. Vulcans have special powers. A lot of the special, like for example, Uhura was not demonstrating this. It's kind of alluded to, but she's sort of the linguistics person. And on the ship, the reason that everybody speaks English is that in the background, there's something called a universal translator. But they couldn't translate what the guy who's protecting that little girl right. was saying. Who was really super cool. The, the cool. What I liked about that alien was that it wasn't just a person in makeup with horns on. Right. Right. Which is normally what the aliens look like. It's usually a human in makeup. Like a, like a random bump on their forehead. or right. yeah. This was an animatronic thing. With a completely different... different body image it was really neat to see that because we'd never i've never seen an animatronic like walking alien before i thought it was really cool and interesting they broke a lot of rules in this particular episode which you don't see a lot in star trek interesting yeah did you like the look of the alien yeah he was cool looking i mean it was it was interesting that the group of people the, the group of enterprise people realized very quickly that he was friendly and to put their guns down and to you know, play nice seemed like a pretty big risk considering they're on this mission to figure out what was happening and they found blood and dead bodies. Um, but he was cool looking. He yeah. was nice. He saved the little girl. Were you scared at all in this episode? No, I don't think I was scared at all. You were scared? No. Were you scared? No, but I felt like I should have been had I known that someone might die. But we have been predicting that someone was going to die. Yeah. Me and my other co-host. I, you have another co-host? Yeah. Huh. I don't just sit up here <laughs> by every yourself week by with myself. your hand on your pants. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. I agree with you about the way in which he died or like the, the quickness with which he made that decision. But it seemed like the whole episode was set up for someone to die. Like, were they really going to go abort their first mission, do this like replacement mission, show up and like escape these terrible Gorns and have no one die or get hurt? That would be, at least traditionally, what would happen. They no. would. A lot of our characters might almost die or be mortally wounded, but usually, very unoften, seldom. Infrequently? Yeah. Does it happen where a character dies? It, it's, in my memory, it has happened once in the whole legacy of Star Trek. Yeah, maybe I'm just the bad luck that the episode we watched. I know. That's a good point. Someone died. Yeah, I, I mean, it almost makes me think that he's going to be coming back in some way <laughs> as a different character because it's actually it was very strange with him because you remember with Ahura, he was kind of counseling her. At the end? And kind of throughout the yeah. episode. And that's very unlike the Hemmer that we've seen previously. Oh, really? Yeah, he's not usually like that. But mm. Maybe he knew his time was coming, so he thought it'd be a little nicer. It's very possible. He is telepathic. Hmm. But I do want to know, like, what else in this stuck out to you? Like, for example, when it was very surprising when the ensign turned lieutenant. Remember, there's a guy who, Yeah. by the way, so 
they made it seem like when they were promoting the he was gonna get fired no, yeah they made it seem like he was in trouble right and they're like hey you got promoted to lieutenant hap congratulations i don't think it works that way it's not like they spring it on you right yeah it I can't mean, be that I, my way. guess is you're like up to be promoted but you don't know until the last minute that you actually are promoted but but I, I always know. felt like I would I would think that when they actually put the new pins on you or however they do it that that's not the first time you're like you it's it's a formality. Where was I going with that? Did anything else stand out? Yeah. Oh. Oh no. So there's this one moment where that character who was promoted to be killed later in the episode and he gets dragged away and Spock it cuts to Spock mm-hmm. and he has this abject look of terror on his on his face. Did you notice this? No, I didn't notice that. I only noticed Spock going a little little loopy at the end, towards the end. Right, yeah, which is unlike Spock. So this whole season has been a character exploration of Spock in terms of him being, he's half human, half Vulcan. Okay. I don't know if that came through. Probably not. No. <laughs> but he's got a fiance back on planet Vulcan. Oh, not the blonde he oh. was hugging at the end? So that so that's there's a love triangle now between okay. those his fiance Nurse Chapel Nurse Chapel obviously has the hots for him yes and they've been seeing that for a while okay and I love that was my favorite moment in the show when because normally Spock is supposed to be very buttoned up and the, you're talking about when he like channels all his rage and gets angry that was interesting but I'm talking about the moment when the aliens drag away that newly promoted lieutenant guy and he's just dead. Yeah. And it was like it disturbed Spock so much that he and that he abandoned all of his Vulcan training to suppress emotions, which is their thing. Right. They don't like emotions because you see how violent they can be. And Vulcans are super strong. And so if they were emotional all the time, they would just they would not be able be to killing exist. stuff and yeah. throwing stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I want to know if anything stuck out to you as interesting, not necessarily plot or anything, but just. Well, no, I mean, I don't know if this is what you actually mean, but it's kind of something I had a, as a question for you was. Um, when Henner, when he's about to die, when he tells them he's going to die, he says, live long and prosper. And I'm curious, is that something that is like a common sign off when bad things are happening? Like, or do you people use live long and prosper in happy situations also? That's a good question. Normally there has to be a Vulcan involved in the exchange. Okay. Humans don't say it to people, to aliens who aren't. Vulcans and I mean I think maybe Vulcans say it to everybody but there's usually a Vulcan in that exchange so I agree it wasn't I mean there is a Vulcan on the crew and that's Spock and but he wasn't speaking specifically to him so it was a little strange that that happened I would think it just felt like that was a like his sign off like I'm out yeah that's usually a Vulcan thing the other thing that stood out to me as not just interesting but also like effective was that especially for me having not seen this before um, and with so much technology and like vernacular that I'm not used to, I think they did a really good job on the show of explaining what was happening without going into too much detail. They'd get like a sentence and be like, Gorns don't like the cold, so we have to go inside. But they did it in really good ways, right? Like, I think that the way they explained that Gorns don't like the cold was that little girl who was in the coldest part of the of the ship. Right. And she was like, I can't leave here because this is the coldest part of the ship. And so I think that it was really effective to explaining the technology. And the characteristics of, like, the unknown aliens or why the aliens got in and through their scanners without making it feel like it was a documentary about technology and also without feeling like I was being lectured. And I thought I thought it was interesting for kind of like a, quote-unquote, silly show or a show that's not 
you know, meant to be a learning experience. I really felt like they, it was very effective at teaching you what was happening without it getting boring. Yeah. And I like that. That's good. The sign of good writing. Yeah. I mean, I think that that's one of the tenets of this show is that they don't get bogged down in the so-called techno babble, which is what you're talking about that it didn't have a lot of, but it has enough of it to let you know that you're watching a science fiction yeah. show, but not so much that it bores everybody. Because Star Trek was kind of made for everybody in the 60s, right. which is the show that it's kind of trying to be reminiscent of. Oh. I think it was all supposed to be a serious science fiction show. I think that there wasn't a lot of serious science fiction on television at the time. You know, like Buck Rogers always felt very tongue-in-cheek. Like, it's not a tongue-in-cheek show. But, you know, it was kind of supposed to be fun, too, right? Yeah, it was. They like also it, put a lot of effort, it seemed, into, like, the backstories of the characters and having, like... um emotional um what's that word like when a character has a reason or a reason for doing something where like one of the ladies her parents were killed by the gorn so she wanted to kill the gorn and like they again they didn't clob you over the head with it but it was in passing like this was important to her because of her back relationship with the gorn and then at the end what's the lady's name Mm laon like she's like i'm gonna go i'm i'm gonna go find this family it's really important and so like you watched her have this moment where she like meets the little girl and finds out she has no family and then wants to find the family. And that's just, I don't know, obviously it's going to be a different story arc, but. Right. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe there isn't another episode, but there are supposed to be 10, 10. episodes, but didn't this feel like this was the end of this the season? This felt like it was the end of the season because it felt like everyone's story got tied up pretty much. Right. It ended with the whole, the last shot is Ahura coming onto the bridge again She's obviously decided to remain. To um, remain there. To remain she was so there. excited to go home. Right. When did this show premiere? Like, what year did it premiere? This year. Oh, like, so these are all nine current weeks episodes. Ago. Yeah, this is nine weeks ago. This, so we, we watch them as they come out. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. We usually do sh- do shows that are years, decades old. That's you. That's our normal thing. So you don't know what's going to happen next. No. Oh, it's even more interesting. Yeah. So you were watching this having no idea of like what like what was going to happen. Right. I had no idea. Oh. I mean, we know where all of these characters that are on the where next... Where they go. So you know Spock's not going to die because... We know her is not going to die. We know Pike. We know how... Actually, we know how Pike is going to die based on what the show has told us. And I do like that Pike has bad password hygiene. Oh, that's really funny. I don't think I noticed that. You didn't, you, yeah. But even in the future, we can't get past the bad password hygiene one two three four five right yeah um another big picture question my other knowledge of star trek comes from george takai okay yeah is his the character that he played on the old star trek is that is that character on what we're currently watching no at least not yet and he had big beef with william shatner right he did i think they had a big fight no i think a long time ago i think they might have made up Oh, I didn't know that. I could be wrong, but I think he talks about that a lot. You know, William Shatner is 92 years old. Is he still alive? Yeah. I thought he died recently. He didn't go to space with Jeff Bezos. Oh, that's what I heard. Right. And he said, they asked him if, are you worried about being 91 or 92 years old and going up and like, this is a very physical thing that you're going to be doing. It's not a walk in the park. He's like, I'm 91. What's going to happen? I've lived a pretty good life. This is a good way to go out, I guess. He didn't die, though. Do you know who also said that? Who? My grandfather. Oh. Did you know that? I did not. So my grandfather had a heart attack when he, I may be in his 70s. And whenever anyone asked what happened, he and my grandmother got very cagey about what, what was happening when he had his heart attack. 
And my mom drove my grandmother home like that evening and their pajamas were all like in the bed. My mom was like, why are your pajamas in the bed? And my grandmother got really embarrassed. And then it came to be that he had a heart attack in the middle of them being intimate. And he <laughs> turned to my sister the next day when he, and, and was like, well, I guess it's a pretty good way to go. <laughs> also, he admitted it. He admitted it. Oh. Apparently, my grandmother gave my mom a little more detail as to what was happening. Um, Do you have I know. Detail? I have the information. Okay. Do you want to know it? I don't know. I'll tell it to you. I mean, it's kind of funny, but apparently, I mean, my grandfather was in his 70s and apparently for the first time he was having trouble um, either getting or maintaining arousal. And um, apparently he asked my grandmother to to help and she did, which apparently it was the first time she had done that, which is hard for us. I find that hard to believe, but whatever. And that's when he was heart attack. (laughs) (laughs) It was her first time doing that? That's why my mom said. My, my grandmother might have just been embarrassed and didn't want to admit that it was like something routine. But it, it kind of makes more sense that it was out of the ordinary, and that's why he had a heart attack. But well, teeth will do that. My grandmother didn't have teeth; she wore dentures. <laughs> Did she take them out? Well, I don't know. But if she took them out at night, I know she took them out at night. And if they hadn't left the bed yet that morning, then she, they might have still been out. But I would never have asked her that, and now I can't ask her that. Oh. I think for the sake of the story, it's a better story if her dentures were still in the bathroom. Yeah, I like it better. Yeah. It makes more sense. Right. And your grandfather is William Shatner? Is that? <laughs> George Takai. And George Takai. <laughs> <laughs> but like you said, it's a good way to go. Yeah. I don't know if you noticed the captain's quarters where they were having that breakfast brunch Thing. Which, by the way, that was at the very beginning, right? Yeah, that, that the was food, his house. The food spread was like ridiculous. Okay. Like I couldn't believe when they like started panning around the different food. It was like it was like bacchanalia of just food options, and I was having a hard time wrapping my my brain around the idea that like they're on a ship in the middle of space, yeah, and they have all this food. The implication is that Pike is cooking all of this food. Okay. He's the captain of the flagship of the Federation or Starfleet or whatever it is. And he still has time to make this huge breakfast spread of all this stuff. And he's also doing the dishes, which he delegates to Spock later, oh, which is really funny. Really because funny. Spock has the apron on. He's, he's like, that was also a special occasion, right? That was like someone they made getting promoted. Well, he that has parties. Like a normal breakfast, was it? They've normalized that he has parties often. That okay. he invites all of the, not all of the crew, but special main characters of the crew. And he's done dishes multiple times on the show. Humongous. That's his house. That right. whole part. Very of, big. Yeah. With a lot of food. Like, where do they store this food? Like, they're well, on that's, a ship. Okay, so that's my question. So this is a very science fiction thing. So they have bacon there. They always have eggs. They have pastries. Waffles. They, had, they had waffles and eggs and bacon and something else for fruit. breakfast. They had a lot of fruit. So yeah. they're in the middle of nowhere. And there's not, and as far as I know, there's not a place to grow this food or to keep livestock. So where is this food coming from? It's not just frozen somewhere, right? You can't freeze strawberries and expect them to look like that. Maybe they have better technology for keeping things fresh. doesn't make sense, but it's a big point of contention for me because I want to know where it is. Yeah, they should address it. I mean, maybe they should have a supply ship come by once so that there's dropping off supplies and everyone knows, okay, this is where we're getting our food from. The supply ship just came. We're running low on chocolate and the supply ship should come soon. The other thing that I thought was interesting, changing the subject a little bit, was, you know, when they're on the the ship where the Gorn are, and 
they can't detect the Gorn, but they detect that there's two people entering or on the ship. They're like, it's one human and one unknown. And it ends up being an alien that you like, right? right. They never really talk about like what he is or like do they log him? Like they don't speak his language. They don't, can't they they can't translate his language. They didn't their technology didn't know what he was, but you would think that like then he's dead, right? He dies cuz the gorn came out of his belly. And do they try to figure out who, what his race is? Do they f- try to figure out like where he comes from cuz they can add it to their list of species? I was unclear if they knew what he was or where he came from cuz he was on a Federation ship. They say unknown. So, right. So I don't know if the sensors just couldn't understand what he was. I don't remember. They had this long teller scene at the beginning that I said I wanted to watch again. When we were watching it where maybe they covered why there was an unknown alien there. But he was on. That was a Federation ship that they that was. I got the impression he and the girl that he was watching went onto the ship to escape the Gorn. Oh, really? Well, the, she was human, though. So she must have been on the ship. When it crashed. Must she have? Maybe she was on the planet. Maybe. Didn't seem very habitable. So that's another know. that's another aliens. This is why it's more aliens and not alien. Because in aliens, there's a little girl who learns about who the who who has an intimate knowledge of the the bad aliens and knows how to get around them. And that's that's a that's a plot line. Plotline. Her name's Newt. Okay. So we've agreed that this episode of Star Trek is an homage to aliens. It must be. Why don't, Especially, you, why don't you email them and ask them? I've tried emailing them. They don't get back to you? Nobody emails Do they know us. who you are? No. You should tell them you do a podcast. Do they well, know you do a podcast? We have a very long email address. It's the measure of an episode at gmail.com. And I think nobody thinks that it's a real email. That must be what it is. Or everybody just keeps misspelling it when they want to email us because we don't get any email. Right, but what about if you email production for the TV show and we ask We do, them? but they don't email us back. Mm. Yeah, it's a, we're in a real pickle. I don't, I don't have any ideas. Maybe you could tweet them. Do you know anybody? Well, your grandfather is George Takai. And Shatner. Both. And they're both your grandfather. Um, yeah, but they're not here anymore, so I don't think that'll help us. If oh. you want to say that your grandfather-in-law was William Shatner and see if that helps you get a response, <laughs> go for it. <laughs> I wonder if that would work. I wonder if I wrote in the subject line, William Shatner is my grandfather. <laughs> I'm sure that. If it would get any. If, if, I don't if think would, that would do it. Would it make it, would anybody like look twice? Like, what if it is? Probably not, because my guess is William Shatner's grandchild had, would know who to contact other than that random email address. Like, they would have Shatner's agent contact production directly. Yeah. Maybe we'll try that. Okay. What if you wrote George Takai is my daddy? Do you think that, that would get, get their attention? I feel like they would just think that that was spam, that they were expecting some sort of penis enlargement. Right. <laughs> so did you like the episode? I enjoyed watching it. I can't say it's like a show that I'm like, I'm not dying to know what happens next. Did it make you want to go back and watch the rest of the season? Not really, but that also is partly because you were explaining everything to me. Like, right. Who was your favorite character in this particular episode? Oh, I like Spock a lot. I like the little girl. I like that she was smart and she wasn't like scared of them. She was like, no, I can't leave here because we're going to die. Um, Did you like that when she noticed that the the good alien that was protecting her started to show those signs of distress that she didn't tell anybody that she just goes into the room and covers her ears and eyes and just kind of waits for whatever has to happen. happen. Yeah. Maybe sad for her. Yeah. Trying to think who else I liked. I liked Nurse Chapel. I liked what she said to Spock at the end. I felt sad for her, though, when she gave him a big hug and they just walked away. 
just be like, okay, bye. <laughs> and she was well, so he's, sad. He's betrothed. He's engaged. Okay, well. If you were Spock's fiance, wouldn't you have appreciated that? No, because I didn't get the impression he did it out of out of loyalty to his fiance. I, I got the impression he did it out of a lack of emotion and not feeling anything in the situation. Well, he's a little awkward. Yeah, it felt awkward. It didn't feel like, oh, because he didn't push her away when they hugged. He wasn't like, no, 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 no hugging me. It was like, we hugged. Now we're done. So I'll just walk away without saying a word. So my The implication to me was that he has feelings for Nurse Chapel. Okay. And... The way that he chose to handle that was just to run away, basically, oh. because he he liked those feelings that he was having. He's having a hard time with his feelings. He's like a little boy who has special feelings and doesn't have to do with them. Yeah. Yeah. Big time. He's like a little boy who has special feelings that can punch through a metal wall. Yeah. Yeah, I liked him. I liked, I liked seeing him. It was nice. I mean, that was like the most familiar thing for me to see him because he looks like Spock. Well, and normally Spock is very composed. Even if we get little hints that he is struggling with something internally, he's usually very composed. And the idea that he was scared shitless of the alien. Yeah. And it made him kind of, he had to kind of channel his anger to do what he needed to do. I like that part. Is it normal for the premise of an episode to be that they get a mission, don't know much about it, and they just go figure out, figure it out? Is that well, kind of normally, normally they know a lot about what their mission is supposed to be. They get a lot of information, but the mission usually turns sideways. Okay. Unless they enter in, into an emergency at the onset. Inset? Onset? The Beginning. Onset. Inset yeah. is like something that's intended. Like a door. Yeah, or a, a door paragraph. door is inset. Right, yeah. Did you like the episode? I did. I'm very curious if it's the last episode of the season. I don't know how they would have another season closer after this. Because all the they kill the main character, which is not something you normally do in the penultimate episode of a season. They got rid of another character who's leaving the ship indefinitely. Uhura, they had this whole arc of her decide like throughout the whole show, she's trying she's debating whether or not she wants to stay in Starfleet. Right. That it was kind of ephemeral for her so she decided to stay wrapped that one up so it seems like there's not another one i may look like a giant asshole here i guess we'll find out next week well no one can see what you look like right now that's true they don't know that your socks don't match (laughs) (laughs) well i want you to like i was hoping you would get hooked this is not the episode that you would necessarily get hooked on because it's very out of place but i was hoping that you would kind of when i made you watch smallville i was i wanted you to get sucked into the drama and it didn't happen. <laughs> How many episodes did you make it through a Smallville? Like three or four. Not that, if that. Okay. Well, anything else that you'd like to add? Mm, let me check my notes. Can you reiterate how impressed you were by my wonderful note I was, taking? I was impressed by how studiously you were. Uh, studiously? Studiously. Studiously you were taking notes and well, paying I, attention. Normally you are not so attentive to the television. Well, I don't normally have to talk about what I watched afterwards. That's true. The only other thing that I, I asked you this because I was really confused, but the guy who's, I don't know if he's a doctor, when he was like, that's my daughter. Oh, right. Yeah, there's a whole backstory. So in the, in the previous episode, he had a daughter who effectively, without getting too far into it, left the ship. Okay. In kind of a very dramatic way. Um, the short version is her consciousness merged with a nebula consciousness. Okay. And now they're roaming the galaxy as friends. Okay. But that's why that was happening. Okay. 
It's so newt. I can't believe it. I'm so... It's so weird that they did an Aliens Star Trek. I think you should email them and ask them and I think, or tweet them or do something. Yeah. Well, I'm sure I'm not the first person to, write, to realize this. That's the thing. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to do our sign-off now. Okay. Unless you have anything to say. I think I've exhausted the, my commentary. Okay. I've been Paul. I've been Jesse. And this has been the measure of an episode. But you already knew that. I can't do it in the voice of it. Who was that? Was that Spock? I could do it in the voice of one of the Gorn and just go, ah! I think that's good. Okay, I think we'll keep that.